Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's your girl V Henny, man. You already know the vibes. Welcome to the artistry where we talk shit about music, entertainment, and the everyday struggles. And you know how we do, man. We always have a dope guest in the building. We have the talented hip hop artist all the way from Coney Island. We got Lil D in the building. You What's good? What's good? What's good? Happy to be here. You're right. Wait, no hold doubt. on, hold on. I don't got, I don't got, um, like, you know, the budget, so. <laughs> How you feeling? How you feeling? I feel good. I mean, cold as hell outside. I know. But otherwise, everything's all good. I know, know I, mean? I know. I know. Well, but listen, um, I see you grinding. Yeah. Shout out to you. Shout out to everything you're doing. You know, um, and, and congratulations, you know. Keep it, keep it going. It's very inspirational. No, I appreciate it. I, I, one thing that stood out for me was the fact that, you know, your parents recognized you. Um, they, they, they noticed that you, you know, your writing skills was up to par. So just correct me if I, you know, like if I'm wrong, correct me, but you started off at 12, right? Starting writing well, lyrics. Ser- seriously started around like 11, 12, but I mean, I was messing around with it at nine, 10, but it was like just a joke. Did it with my friends, you know, just something fun to do. And then when I was like around 11, 12, that's when I really started to like take initiative in it and, and really want to do it as a career. So, so when you say seriously, because again, like let's 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 at twelve, yeah, <laughs> seriously means like so. What what like was it a conversation you had with your parents, or was it that your parents initially realized like, yo, my kid is talented, we want to do this, or is this something that you truly no, wanted? It, it was me, and then uh, of course they backed me on it, okay. you know, but. uh I mean, my dad was like, let's put him on YouTube. So okay. I, I just like went, there was like this band shell, like abandoned band shell near my crib. Mm-hmm. And like the first video I ever did was there. And I just did some rap and I posted a few other ones. Okay. And uh, no, it, was, it started off on YouTube, I guess. But okay. then, uh, I don't know. I was like, let's make an Instagram page and do it on Instagram. And once I got it on Instagram, that's when I started like staying consistent, writing constantly, mm-hmm. you know, and that's uh, that's how it kind of came about. So when I say seriously, it was like actually taking it serious because like when when I was younger, you know, I, I was born in 2004. So when I was in elementary school, mm-hmm. everybody had a YouTube channel like that's everybody wanted to be like okay. a famous YouTuber. Okay. No, it didn't work out for anybody, I know, but like that's what everybody wanted to do. So I already had my channel. I was like, let me just post these raps up okay. and, and do it. And from there, it was like, okay, you know, I like this. I want to do it. More. How was, um, like, knowing the fact that you said everybody wanted to do it? Yeah. You know, and you you had it, you were doing it, and, you you know, you started seeing the, um, the results, right? Yeah. How was it with, like, going to school? Uh... <laughs> at the beginning it was not so good because it was like it was a lot of jealousy okay you know i was like every at that when, when i went into middle school at the beginning everybody was rocking with me right okay. and then like the most popular kid in the school was like i'm a battle you mm. like we scheduled like the battle for like friday lunchtime whatever right so okay. i came in killed this kid mm. killed him and then, like, everybody was crowding around. And high schoolers, when I was in the sixth grade, were coming up in a line trying to battle me. And I was just killing all of them one by one by okay. one by one. It was so crazy. Like, class started late and the assistant principals were down there watching it. So, like, okay. I thought from that day everything was going to be all good and everybody was going to be showing love. But really, after that day, the kid the, the, the kid who was, like, 
had the most juice in the school, he got yeah. sour. Yeah. So all his boys got sour, and it became like a trend to hate on me because they were jealous of my talent and jealous that, that you know, they, they knew deep down I was going to go somewhere. So in, in middle school when I was younger and I was first starting, you know, I would be alone at lunch really writing my raps, and it would, it would fuel me to... It would fuel me to be better at it. But okay. then when I stepped into high school, it was completely different. Because by the time I was in high school, like I already had like 22,000 on Instagram, performed at some places, met some people, you know, started to make a name for myself, mm-hmm. started to get connections, started working on actual music. So like I went from the entire school hating me when I was like in middle school to walking into high school. And the first class I had, someone took a picture with me. Mm. So it was like, it, it was a big change. But off the bat, people were hating left and right. I mean, it's usually, it's like that, unfortunately, right? So, but it's, you know, the fact that you was able to just continue, you didn't let that discourage you. And it's dope because, again, at a young age, influences, you know, like it, 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 it gets deeper into the blood in a sense. Yeah. It's easier for kids to kind of lose focus or get discouraged, you know? So the fact that you continue, that that's actually dope yeah it was like you know what i wasn't gonna let myself get like thrown off by what these kids were saying like if anything it made me want to be better okay which is weird because like usually i'm not like that like with a lot of things like i'm not too proud to say like i'm not like that where like something will affect me but like hate comments and hate from people i knew and just like people that i consider my friends not supporting me like unless it was like a close close friend it Mm -hmm. never bothered me really Gotcha. So I was just like, I, I, I kept pushing and I was like, if I keep pushing, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And I did. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now everybody wants to act like they support it. That's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. M- most of the time, just for anybody out there, like, just know, like, when, if you're thinking about starting something, there's going to be a million people to tell you you can't start. Uh, there's going to be a million people to give you a million reasons why you shouldn't start. People are going to hate. People are going to discourage you. People aren't going to support you. And then they're going to support you when everybody else does. Mm-hmm. You have 10 times more of a chance getting support from a complete stranger than you do from somebody you grew up with. Because also understand whether you're making music, whether you're trying to be a a writer or trying to become rich, whatever you're trying to do. If you have something that you want to do and you're putting work into it, people that you grew up with or people that you know are are not going to support you because they come from the same place as mm-hmm. you, same family upbringing as you, same neighborhood, same school system, and they don't like the fact that they're going to become regular or worse than regular mm-hmm. in a sense, and you're striving to be better. But then the time will come where you actually, if you keep pushing and you keep doing what you want got to do, you know, you'll end up in a place where everybody's going to try and support you, and that support you always wanted, you're not even going to want from them anymore. Yeah. You're going to value the strangers more than you value the people that you called friends, peers, coworkers, whatever. Absolutely. I agree with you. Like, having that mindset, do you read a lot of books or like listen Not to really. audios that encourage you? Like, no? Nah, I'm a movie guy, though. You're a movie I'm guy? I'm a movie okay. guy. So, like, you know, I mean, there was this Rocky movie, right? And, and uh, you got like the scene, Mickey, like a flashback scene where Mickey was telling him, you know, like, you got to keep pushing. Yeah. You got to So like I would find like videos like that or scenes from movies like that would inspire me kind of to keep pushing too. And it, and it's wild because after my grandfather passed away, rest in peace, you know, I watched that that 
uh, Mickey scene from like Rocky Four, Rocky Five, whatever it was, and like I, I could hear his voice telling me that, so it makes it like ten times better now. But no, nah, I was never really into books like that. I don't okay. know. It was just I'm very ADHD, so it was always hard for me to like sit down and read a book unless I was real interested in okay. it. But you know, music and, and and movies were always the things that kind of gotcha pushed me. So let's do, let, let's go back into the fact that. You know, music-wise, you started studying, like, the 90s lyrical era, right? Yeah. You know, um, which I, I love because I want to know what made you go about learning the culture, especially coming from, no offense, but your era. Your era yeah. is in a sense where... Man, my it, era is trash. <laughs> yeah. I fucking I hate mean, this era. <laughs> you I, know? I, yeah, look, I mean, I got love for everybody, and everybody's doing their thing, and, and, and I got love for anybody who's who's out here. And, you know, I feel like... You know, we should all be able to live in harmony, like the the boom bap stuff, the trap stuff, the melodic stuff, the drill yeah. stuff. Like, I like Pop Smoke. I like Polo G. I rock with Lil TJ. Like, I like these guys, but do I consider it hip-hop? No. Okay. Would I put it in the same playlist as, you know, Jay-Z? No, I would, ne- I would never do that because they're not in the same lane. You know, at house music, you got 50. 50- yeah. 50 different subgenres of house music. Rock, you got punk rock, alternative rock, classic rock, soft rock, yacht rock. You know, I feel like we should all be able to live in harmony, but the radio stations and the Grammys and mm-hmm. all of that, it just, it, it makes it hard. But no, I got love for everybody in this era. I just don't consider it hip hop. Mm. If you consider it something else, then by all means. But yeah, no, I mean, I my father used to play, uh, you know, Run DMC, okay. Biggie, Guys like that in the car. And uh, one day, you know, I was just listening to it. I was loving it. I was like, Mm -hmm. let me hear more of this. And I was very, very young, like four or five years old. So he would turn on MTV, and it's like 2010. So Eminem just dropped Recovery. Mm -hmm. Kanye dropped My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. The Carter Three had been out for a few years. Drake just came out. You know, uh, Watch the Throne, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. Uh, and they would play the videos on MTV. So I came up off of that also. And then when I was old enough to get my own like Spotify account, I would go into the... Because I didn't have premium at the time. So okay. all you really had was the artist radios. So like, let's say I went into Biggie's artist radio. And I went down all the way to the bottom. And I would listen to every song. Okay. So you would have from Biggie's artist radio, Black Rob, Mace, G-Dep, uh, The Locks, Jada Kiss... And then I would go into their artist radios and go down the rabbit hole of everything. And by the end of like the seventh grade, I knew more about hip hop than a lot of people just because I dug so far into the crates. And that was really how I got my knowledge of the game. Okay. Which is smart. And I like, let me tell you something. Um, I love when you're like listening to your music, right? Your voice and obviously your delivery. You have, you have very much of like that flow. Which is dope, right? And it's it's funny because I was early, I was reviewing an artist, right? Their music, and I was just like, bro, like, and they was like, oh, that's the guy you have interviewed. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that's not him. <laughs> then I put your music, and they was like, oh, there's a difference. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's a big difference, but, you know. But and it's you know, I, I'm I, you know, the fact that you can tell, you know, obviously with your delivery, you can tell with the fact of that you you know the fact that you're a professional artist and you take the time to study the grace, to respect the grace. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and just not only that, you you are making your own sound at the same time. 
you know, it's super dope. You know, I've heard you, I've, I've, you know, I've watched you, um, and, and, and you're grown. And the thing is that it's only the beginning. Yeah. You know, I always say like worst case scenario for me is I tour around the world. Mm-hmm. I get to make songs with some of my idols. I get to meet some of my idols. Uh, I get to have a fan base. I get to live comfortably mm-hmm. and I get to raise a family and I get to do what I love as my job because that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So that's worst case scenario. So it's only up from here. You know what I mean? I just I'm, I'm going to keep staying consistent. I'm going to keep grinding. And, you know, if if it does stay stagnant like this, which I doubt it will, okay. you know what I mean? But if it does, like the worst case scenario is something that I never even imagined when I was younger. So I would be hot. I'd be happy with it. But so of course, you... the grass is always greener. So. I'll always strive for more. Okay. And so when you're saying stay stagnant like this, what are you implementing? I mean, like, you know, doing songs with, because I, I have a song that I, I just did with terminology. You know, I've been in the presence of a lot of these guys lately. Like these, these like underground hip hop artists or some of these 90s artists like Smith and Wesson and Black Moon, like cats like that where, you know, I look up to these guys mm-hmm. and I, I listen to these guys and uh, I idolize these guys. So I'm cool with that. And then, yeah. you know, I was supposed to tour Canada with the Stomp Down Killers before COVID happened. Uh, but, you know, eventually everything will calm down and I'll be able to go do that. So I'm so, I'm talking about like touring, you know, okay. making music with people that I, I respect, making people making music with people that I rock with. Like that's where I'm at right now. Okay. So if it stays like that, I'm going to be fine. But also, I would like it to get to a place where I'll do a song with a J. Cole or a Joyner Lucas or a Kendrick Lamar and even do a song with a guy like Polo G and Lil TJ just to show their fan bases, you know, like, like lyricism is dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then do do songs with like even pop artists, you know, like Bruno Mars was one of my favorite artists ever growing up, like for real like I, I can only imagine doing songs with somebody like that or john legend and stuff like okay. that's what i mean but okay you know if i stay where i'm at right now that's not a bad spot to be in looking at your catalog you know from opening up to where you performed at you know do you believe in the power of manifestation for sure when did you start like implementing that within yourself like really diving into it when i when i first started rapping because you know what like also, I mean, I'm a very nice person, but when somebody kind of provokes me, like, I, I can become a wise-ass really fast. You mm, know what I mean? Okay. So, like, I would I would be in a room full of people that did not rock with me, mm-hmm. and I would sense that they didn't rock with me, and I would just, like, be like, you know, like, everybody here going to be sorry when I make it. Mm. You know what I mean? What you going to be doing with your life when I make it? That's why you're going to be scraping dog shit off my lawn, whatever, stuff like that. And then, you know, I I manifested it. I always used to say, I'm going to be big. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to get verified before high school finishes. I'm going to get 10,000 more followers by the end of the year. I'm going to do a song with this one. I'm going to meet this one. I'm going to be in the presence of this one. And I I used to say that, and people used to look at me like I'm crazy. But you look at at videos of Kanye before he Mm -hmm. made his first album when he just did... uh, Beats on the Blueprint. And his his uh, his uh, Netflix documentary is coming out soon, so a lot more people are going to see this video. But, like, I saw this video when I was younger, and I was like, I'm going to have that energy. Because literally, he was in a room with somebody from The Rock. I don't know who it was, but he was like, yo, I, I had to tell this guy he's not a genius. He's not genius status yet. Mm. 
who's like, yo, I'm a genius and I'm going to be even 10 times more of a genius. And you, li- you, you look up Dave Chappelle clips of how Kanye used to act and stuff. And, you know, he yeah. knew. He knew mm-hmm. what he was going to become. And I, I, I feel the same way. Now, it's not cockiness. It's, it's more confidence and more me believing in myself. Because especially when I came from a place where not a lot of people believed in me, you got to believe in yourself or you're not going to be able to take yeah. it all the way. I agree with you. I feel, I agree. I, I, I feel like you have to have that level of energy of believing yourself. And I feel when people have that lower frequency and, you know, they might misconstrue that attitude for being cocky. Yeah. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, you have to have that mindset because look at the, look, look, look at the fact that social media is brutal. Yeah. You know, so you have to have that tough skin. You have to have that confidence within yourself because if not, you will be chewed up alive. For sure. I mean, you you got to learn how to take the pressure. And I know it's hard for some people because, like, they'll have stage fright at the beginning or they'll not be 100% sure that they want to do something. And then they'll get a bunch of hate comments, like, just saying, you know, this, that, the other thing. Mm-hmm. But I would just advise anybody out there who's, like, on the fence about doing something that's getting hate for it or just like getting chewed up over the internet focus on the good comments and uh if if uh there are no good comments you know you look at yourself in the mirror and you know that this is what you want to do so just stick to yourself knowing the fact that you at 12 that's when you started taking it serious right then obviously you know years later this is where you're at when did you really like realize that you are a brand at this point uh, I was, I was on stage at Radio City Music Hall. Okay. Uh, what happened was, and I don't get nervous before my shows because I, I honestly live for performing, which is why the whole lockdown was very challenging for me. But for the first time ever, and that was the only time I was about to go on stage, mm-hmm. top like top of the hour, you know, like final person because Vanilla Ice closed out the show and he brought me out to freestyle mm. so i was standing there and like i was like nervous before mm. i went out and that never happened to me before and i was like yo what's going on and then the second i stepped out onto that stage and my face couldn't even be seen and my foot was out mm. it was like clark kent in the in the booth you know what i mean mm-hmm. just taking and then i went on stage and i did my thing and afterwards like people were going crazy and i looked out and i i was like I was imitating Drake because I'd never performed for a big crowd like that. Okay. And, and I went to see Drake and like when I was a lot younger in concert when Scorpion came out. So okay. he was like, New York City, good night. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I did the same thing <laughs> and I'm coming off stage. And I'm like, this is fucking real. Like this is really happening right now. So that's 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 had to be the moment when okay. I really I know you mentioned that because of COVID it was challenging, right? So to overcome one of you know that was a big challenge for a lot but what were aside from doing like videos what were some of the things you did to overcome that big challenge what like in covid yeah during covid oh, I, I folded like a i folded under pressure during covid i'm not going to lie to anybody okay. i mean like a lot of people were saying to me oh you know like you're inside all you have is time to work but when you can't leave the house really it's hard to get inspiration yeah Especially when, like, everybody's inside and it's like a ghost town and the only source of companionship you have besides the people that live in your house is over the phone. It was like, I wasn't feeling it. And then my grandfather passed away, which sucked. And then I had a falling out with a whole big group of friends. And I kind of, like, 
I was like, yo, I don't know. I, I need to stop for a minute. And I, I stopped for a minute. Like, if you go back to, like, July and August of 2020, like, there's not much on my page. Okay. But uh, then... Uh, my guys up at World MC, which is uh, if you not if you don't know what World MC is like this platform where they do ciphers, rap battles, performances, and it's all about like real hip hop. Okay. So uh, they called me up and they were like, "Yo, come out and do a cipher," and uh, it was like the first time anybody had seen me rap in like th- three months. And after that, like I said to myself, like, "You're tripping if you really actually like." continue with this break you've been on mm-hmm. and before that i was going like 140 weeks in a row dropping videos on instagram so like when i when i apologized for the break everybody on my page was like nah you're all good you know you you went hard you grinded everybody needs a break but still inside of myself still to this day i i, I really regret doing that but I, I that was the only time where i really i guess let myself go when it came to your music yeah yeah. Good there was three months supposed to be like a year or something, oh, you know? Of course, like yeah. you know, and you was able to still get back on it and then obviously you realize that, you know, what am I doing? Um, you know, so that's the good that you that's the good thing that you was able to get back up. I always tell people it's okay to fall. Easy said than done, right? But it's okay to fall, but it's the getting up. Yeah, moment. it was, it was wild too, because like if if when I go back and watch the video, I didn't realize how angry I was. But, mm. like, I, I walked up to the mic angry. And the guy before me was so dope. You know what okay. I mean? And all the other people on that cypher were so dope. Amazing. Like, great rappers. Real hip-hop. Dope. But I came up to that mic and I, I did a double-time flow the entire way through. Punchlines like crazy. And, uh... You know, I was looking crazy. I didn't. I haven't cut my hair. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I it was my hair was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, out of control. I had to put like a a band in it, like to keep it out of my face. Okay. And it was wild, but like I looked like crazy, like angry, like a lot of stuff was balled up inside of me, and I needed to release it. And I realized that day, like the thing that I always used to release my anger and my frustrations was rap, and I got to put it into the rap, and I got to come back and I got to do what I got to do. And I watch that video still sometimes and it's so dope to me. Mm. Cause then I I look in the comments and every single comment is Lil D, Lil D, Lil D, Lil D, Lil D, Lil D. That also helped me get up to, you know, all the support from the people. Like I realized I was missed and I'm just glad that I was able to get over it. Cause some people don't, you know, at all. And some people do when it's too late, but it, I mean, the power of social media, right? So, you know, it has its upsides and then it has its downsides. We already know that, right? Yeah. You know, with the perceptions and addictions. So how do you go about not getting consumed by the perception of social media or the addiction as far as like the negative addictions, you know, of it and stuff like that? Social media fucked me up too. I mean... It can. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it really it has. can. It really did because you know what? I, I just did a... My last project, they called me Danny James, was... Uh, I stayed lyrical, but I did songs over all, like, trap beats because mm-hmm. I was trying to... Everybody always used to comment on my page, and it wasn't a hate comment. It was more constructive criticism, and I took that, and they were like, you're dope at rapping, but can you make hits? So I made, mm. like, six hits. Okay. Radio hits, shit that could be played on Hot 97 in 2022, and, like, I was very happy with it. I had a drill song. I had, like, a love song. I had like just like songs with like melodic hooks on them and stuff, but 
then I kind of realized that I'm aiming for an audience who will not give a shit about you if you are not viral. Yes. So, like, yeah, like, you could have, you know, a guy that, that they all like that that makes great music, but if he's not famous and he's not getting posted on all these pages and he's not being played on the radio and his song's not viral on TikTok, then people aren't going to go to their friends and be like, yo, check out this artist. You know, the kids today... And I see it because I go to school with them. I hang out with them. They're, they're very into the trends. They're very into what's hot. And they also get over people very easily. Okay. Like in 2017, Lil Uzi, Kodak Black, Lil Yachty, Kyle, Lil Pump were like the, the biggest sensations in the world. Today, the only one that they still listen to is Lil Uzi. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and that's because he's changed with the times. And then the rest of them kind of just fell to the yeah. floor. So it's like, you know, the drill thing is hot right now, but then Pop Smoke died and it's been calming down a little bit and it, it changed to a different thing. It's like they'll they'll move on so fast from you where so many one-hit wonders or somebody that had one good album, like, they'll just fade. Mm-hmm. There's no longevity in it. And I realized that I kind of left behind. Not left behind, but I kind of, I guess, not even disappointed, but, like, I feel like I disappointed my Boom Bap fan base by doing that. And look, if I'll be honest, if you can get, if you're like a hardcore boom bap fan and you go back and listen to that project, like the bars are there, the beats are dope, but I'm back on my shit again. I'm back on my boom bap shit again and I'm I'm not leaving for a while. So, I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying, but it's sometimes I feel like as an artist, it's okay to step out of your comfort zone. It's okay to be you, you know, um, you know. But if you're not happy with the project, that's what matters most. It's not that I'm saying you're not happy no, with the project. No, I, I love the project, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I felt like I disappointed them. Have you had, like, little discussions with your followings and interaction in always, reference to that? Always, always. And I've, I've said this a million times. Like, until it gets out of control to the point where I can't respond to every comment on my post, mm-hmm. I will respond to every DM. I will respond to every comment, you know. I'm not Hollywood like that. Okay. I'll never be Hollywood on the people that made me the person I am today and that supported me through my darkest times. You know, like these, whether my fans have been here for five years or five days or five hours, you know, like I got love for each and every single one of them. And I'll never be the type of guy that like will not want to even deal with my fans throughout the day. Like if I ever get big enough where people are like swarming me in the street, like, I'm sure it'll get annoying if I'm not having a good day, but I'll never lash out at the fans. I love my fans, and they've done so much for me. You know what I mean? But I have I'll always talked to them. And nobody necessarily said to me, you know, I didn't like this project because everybody dug the project. It was a dope project. I okay. love that project, and I think it's great, and I think it shows that you can't put me in a box, and then I could stay versatile, and then I could do every single different type so of hip-hop. So why do you feel But as I feel that, you know what, when I was a kid... And uh, J. Cole dropped K.O.D. And I didn't like it because it was, except 1985 and like one other track. I didn't like it because he was so different and he was trying to appeal to an audience. And everybody was loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. I wasn't loving it. The stuff Joyner Lucas is doing right now. You know what I mean? He was 
all about like just he he would redo like samples and put trap drums on them, but he was staying lyrical as hell. And he was one of my biggest inspirations for the last project I did. But lately he's been on his melodic shit mm-hmm. and he's been singing through all of his songs and even Joey Badass on on his group album that he dropped like 2019. They got away from what they were originally okay. doing and I've been in a situation where I understand where you can fall in love with that. But I remember being so angry at these people for doing that. Okay. And I even say to myself now, like, I don't know why, like, uh, Kanye West will make, like, will, won't go and make another college dropout. And then okay. I, I have to remember the fact that, oh, this guy's a billionaire. He's just making music for himself yeah. at this point. But I don't ever want to be one of those people that just makes music because I want to make it that way. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of selfish. And it, it might sound crazy, but, like, my fans supported me because I was keeping real hip-hop alive. Okay. And even though on that last project I kept lyricism alive and I showed that lyricism could be done in any which way, I'm back and I I, I would like to keep the boom-bap shit going. Okay. I mean, I get what you're saying, too, you know? The fact that you was able to keep the lyricism is what matters, yeah. you know? But I get what you're saying. Like, going back to the whole J. Cole and K.O.D., I'm not going to lie. Like, I fucked with that album because he was able to step out of his comfort zone, but yet still remain J. Cole in a yeah, sense, you know? No, no doubt, but the off-season is 10 times better. Oh, K- I, K.O.D. is his worst project. Friday Night Lights is better than that. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. What, all of his mixtapes are better than that. It's because, I, I don't know, He it just didn't feel like him. And he stepped out of his comfort zone. And stepping out of your comfort zone is good, but they call it stepping out of their comfort zone because you're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. You could act like you're comfortable. You could sit yeah. like, like you're comfortable, but you'll never be comfortable as you are with what made people love you. Okay. Okay. That's everybody's problem with Logic. And, and, and he came back yes. with that last album with no ID and, and just murdered it. And everybody was happy because it felt like early logic. Yeah. You know, everybody always says, oh, bring 2006 Kanye back. Bring this year, this person back. I don't want to be one of those people that people are telling me to bring me back from the dead when I'm still alive. You know, I got you. I get what you're saying. I mean, I get it. I get it. I I see what you're saying. I mean, listen, you have an in order to just thrive and be you, you got to just stay authentic to yourself. I understand the fact of what you're saying as far as like, you don't want to be self and just cater to your sound. You want to just also please your fans as well, because at the end of the day, they've been, you know, they've been looking up to you and and you have this whole factor of supposedly hip hop is dead in a sense, right? Which I feel like it's not dead. You just have to do your research. The that's reason why hip hop is dead is because you have to do your research. Yeah. That's why hip hop is dead. So that's why where you coming from is like I don't I want to continue this, you know. Yeah. So you know, so now I know you're working on a like two EPs, right? An album, is it? Like what are you like, I was gonna do that. Okay. Uh but I don't know. So I what mean, are you... I think I'm just gonna drop singles for now. Okay. I, I'm just gonna keep doing singles and, and keep doing features and, and that's what I'm probably gonna do. I mean, I want to make an album that like I view as genius, but I want to learn how to produce first. I've been doing that okay. a lot lately, and I'm about to go to. I just uh, got accepted to LIU Brooklyn, and Jay Z just opened up a uh, Rock Nation program there where you learn how to produce by a ninth one that teaches a class there. So it's like that's perfect for me, and I think like when I'm finished with college, I'm just gonna lock myself in a studio for like 
however many months it takes and come out the other side with like a front to back, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, Illmatic, 36 Chambers level, like legendary album. Smart. That's real Until smart. then, I mean, I'm definitely going to drop EPs, you know, because I feel like not every song should be alone by itself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it needs a body of work, but I'm not going to drop my debut album for a while, I okay. feel like, unless something, unless like Just Blaze calls me and says, <laughs> yo, let's do it. Or somebody like that. Primo, yeah. Somebody like that. I want to know, right? Because being in this music industry... Not even just, you know what, not only music industry, being in this entertainment world, yeah. right? Knowing like you've been grinding, working, and et cetera. How do you find the balance to be just a normal human being opposed to just, you know, people are looking at you as this influencer? It's like not even possible, really. Mm. It, it's very hard because. I mean, it's it's like Clark Kent and Superman, but it's like when I'm Clark Kent, like all I want to do is go be Superman. Gotcha. So I I don't I don't ever feel comfortable when I'm just being like, like when I'm in, I I've been saying it for the longest time. Like I'm in my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. I'm not learning anything. There's nothing that's being taught to me that I'm retaining. I'm done with math. I'm done with science. In English, we're just watching some Tom Cruise movie, and in uh, they're teaching me about history and. Uh, the only thing that's really good for for me at this point is coming up with a dope bar, you know? Yeah. The only classes that I really go to school that benefit me is weight training and music technology where I'm producing. I don't feel like I belong there anymore. The friends that I had graduated broke up with my ex-girlfriend. There's nothing there for me right now. Mm. And, of course, it feels good to walk through the hallways, everybody, little D, little D, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I'm looking forward to college. I know I'm going to regret saying that because I'm going to have work up the ass, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But, I mean, it's going to be good for me because I'm going to learn how to produce and I'm going to really get my life in order and I'm going to learn a lot of things and I'm really going to... I mean, I feel like I've grown up a lot over the years, but I'm really going to grow up and, and, and be me and I'll be able to be Superman all day kind of but i just don't feel like i'm in a place where like i can relate to like regular stuff like in the new spider-man movie uh andrew garfield was like i ain't got no time for peter parker stuff anymore Mm. it's my favorite line in the whole movie because i can relate i ain't got no time for no peter parker stuff anymore (laughs) yo and you mentioned the fact that um um adhd right Mm mm-hmm I, obviously, I have that as well. So, I want to know, like, you know, like, how the hell, for you, it's hard to focus, right? I mean, yeah. for me, it's hard to focus. So, for you, like, when it comes to focusing and it, it comes to, like, executing a, a project or a task, whatever it is, like, what helps you more or less, I mean, other than music, because we already know music is yeah. your, it's your go-to. But other than music, what else helps you with focusing or executing a project? I'd go take a walk, to be honest, okay. and then, like, calm myself down. Because sometimes it's, you know, in school, my teachers just let me go for as long as I want. Okay. The other day, I took a 50-minute walk. My class was 55 minutes because I just couldn't. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the focus thing isn't really crazy as it used to be. Okay. You know, I feel like I could focus a lot better. And I feel like my hyperactivity calmed down, too, a lot. Okay. But, I mean... The ADHD is more like went from kind of like a curse to a blessing because I don't feel like I'd be able to write like 
I do if I didn't have that. Okay. I never took medicine for it, anything. Yeah, same here. I don't need to be suppressed. I get no, no. You're right about that. Like you one got, of my friends had bad ADHD, and he took. I, I found out li- years later that he had ADHD, and that he was on the meds. He used to walk around like a zombie all day. Yeah. And I didn't ever want to do that. No, that's good that you have. You know, that's good that you didn't do that. You know, um, I enjoy your mindset. I enjoy your mindset because I'm constantly um, around a lot of younger, like artists or just artists overall, yeah. and. You know, I was having a conversation today where they were saying, like, artist development is, like, is dead in a sense, right? With, with certain artists or et cetera. And it's, like, having this conversation with you, knowing you're, like, looking at you, your mind, hearing your mindset, hearing you speak, your etiquettes to it, you know, it's very well put together, you know? And I feel like you should be proud of yourself. And I'm sure you are, but I'm just, like, overall, like... It's dope hearing that and, and being by you because your energy is super. It's it's there. You I understand? It's, yeah. it's there. You you know you are that Superman. You understand? Like you just you're in a place of just I I I. There's a goal. I'm executing it. There's another goal. I'm executing, it, and it's super dope. So you know, continue inspiring because I feel like the younger crowd, the younger ever, they don't have much. Of that. <laughs> I'm not saying not to back, you know, yeah. like, but, you know, like, no, the I fact agree. that you have that is super dope, so continue, you know? So, for um, sure. lastly, I just want to know, when was the last time you did something for the first time? The last time I did something for the first time? Uh... I have an answer, but it's not. I, my mom's going to watch this, so I don't, really, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble later. Uh, trying to think. Now, I worked with a, a charity for the first time not too long ago. Okay. So that's... A, that's where's a the good. camera? Where's the camera right now? <laughs> right here, right here. Worked with the charity, Mom. <laughs> no, yeah. DMC's uh, charity, the Felix organization, they help, like, underprivileged uh, foster kids. Okay. Um, and I, I always help raise awareness and get donations and everything because I feel like it's a, it's a really dope cause and they're doing a really nice thing. So, I mean, participating in that was a first uh, for me. Like, I guess one of the last times I did something for the first time. Okay. The other answer. <laughs> well, you know what, though? I mean, that's a that's super dope. Charity. He's like, I can't give the other one, so... <laughs> <laughs> Came back with the complete opposite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, look, look, Dia. Um, I definitely. Um, I know you said you're dropping singles. Uh, what are we expecting next from you? Okay, I got a single called "Bounce to This," produced by my man Short Fuse. So much love to my guy. Um, I have. I just got this beat from uh, Ja Lil Beats, which I'm really excited about. Uh, with the cream sample on it from Wu Tang. Mm. So. That I'm also okay. working on. I got my breakup song called Love on the Rocks. I don't know when I'm dropping that. Got to give it a little more time because, you know, I don't need uh, any craziness going on in my personal life. We, but, don't, we, uh, we don't want that. Uh, yeah, I got I got a feature with Terminology. I got a feature with Razzcast. I got, uh, yeah, I got a feature on Diamond D's new album okay. with Mickey Fax on the other verse. Um, my man Get Money Dro. Uh, and uh, I got to call him later. Uh, but Drez, 
uh, is dropping a project. Black Sheep Dress is dropping a project with all Jay Dilla beats, okay. like unused mm. Jay Dilla beats. And uh, Jay Dilla died when I was two years old, but somehow I got on a song with Jay Dilla that is now the beat that's never been used before. Me, Afro, and Black Sheep Dress. He told me it was dropping in January, uh, back in November, but. That's crazy. He also told me that last January. So I don't know when that's happening. I'm actually going to give him a call tomorrow. But that's also a, a dope one, too, for sure. So I got a lot of features coming. And uh, also me, my man, The Truth, and my man, Bobby J. We're also looking into putting our uh, Shave 45 cipher on, like, streaming platforms. So that's going to be dope, too. Truth is my guy. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I know. He was yeah. here. He's been here. I'm cool with Mike Loco and them. Yeah. Uh, Truth is is my guy, for real. Like, that's my brother. Uh, I always see him because I go like record all my features at his house. Okay. Because it's like very easy that way. But uh, yeah, Bad Fellas is one of the best albums I've heard in the past twenty years, and uh, him and my man Frank B they just keep killing it, and they putting on for the Italians, and they putting on for real hip hop. So if you're into real hip hop, uh, go check out Bad Fellas by the Truth and Frank B. Those are my guys, and uh, me and Truth are working on another song too, with a. Uh, with a Stevie B sample from back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I had to, I don't know, I was at his house, he was playing me, and I love freestyle. Yeah. Not, nobody knows Wait, that about which, me. I which like, Stevie B um, sample you got? Uh, um, I want to be the one that's, yeah, you know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, listen, I'm Puerto Rican from yeah, the Bronx. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I that's it, that's it, that's it. No, I love freestyle too, and not a lot of people. When I say I love freestyle, people think that I'm talking about what I do on my page, but not, nah, I, I love freestyle. So I, when I heard that sample, I was like, yeah, I got to get on this. No, nah, I got to hear that now. He's <laughs> not even finished, but he, nah, he, I know, but... he did his thing. I'll send it to you. When, That's when what's up. Done. That's what's up. Um, so before, before we get your handles and everything, I do, cause you mentioned something right now and, um, living in New York, right? Knowing the fact that drill is very popular right now. Mm -hmm. What's your definition of real hip hop? Uh, just boom bap and lyricism is like the foundation. So that's real hip hop. But anybody that's lyrical is real hip hop to me. Okay. So that's real hip hop for me. Um, that's just hip hop for me in general. Okay. You know, but I, I just, I wish that it could be different. But you know, one thing that's great is that, uh, my man Nems. Mm -hmm. Uh, he just blew up and, uh, and, and I hate when people say like it was an overnight thing cause it really wasn't. He's been grinding for a real long time, but he went viral off of the Joe Byron videos and a bing bong and shit. And now he's like in the mainstream hot 97 is playing his stuff and, and I couldn't be happier for him because he kind of put me on kind of, he's like the closest thing I ever had to like a mentor or a role model, like a real life role model in, okay. in rap music. But Besides the fact that I'm I'm so happy that he did it because it's him, I'm happy because he's real hip hop. He does boom bap. Mm -hmm. If you don't know that he makes music, go check out his music because like his, his shit is yeah. hard, yeah. goes hard. But for them to be playing that on the radio, it just opens up kind of like a a, a lane for for more guys like me and and more underground real hip hop artists to kind of get played on. On the radio and yeah, stuff like and stuff that. Like that. Yeah. I mean, Shade 45 has always loved to real hip-hop and real hip-hop only, but Hot 97, 
you know, if you're cool with like Funk Flex or Drewski or somebody, I'm sure you could get your song played. But it's like the labels always, you know, yeah. play this. Uh, and then when they're doing their mixes, they just play the hottest joints. But I'm hoping that, you know, that can really open up the door for a lot of people. It will. It will. And like you mentioned, um, you, you know, you believe in the power of manifestation. So obviously, you know, it will. Yeah. You know, no doubt. so I definitely want to say thank you for taking the time being no, here with of me, course. you know, um, super dope again. And, you know, for those that are watching where they can find you or your social media information and everything. Uh, check me out on Instagram, Lil D underscore raps. Uh, also go follow my TikTok because my TikTok is low as shit on followers. I'm trying to blow up on TikTok because that seems to be the only way you can make it in this industry. Now nah, I'm fucking around, but yeah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Actually go check out my TikTok. Um, going to start being more, uh, active on there. Same name, Lil D underscore raps, YouTube, Lil D raps, uh, Spotify and Apple Music, wherever you get your music. I got two EPs out. I got my new single, How We Do. A lot of features coming, just Lil D. Check me out and uh, stay tuned. Uh, got a lot of uh, shows coming up soon, and I got a lot of uh, music coming out soon. So stay tuned, no doubt. Go check me out. And there's no reason why you shouldn't be following the guy. Obviously, all his information will be in the description below. So it's just a one click away, guys. You know, you know, like the support is free, you know? That's a fact. So- I'm not expecting you to go and take the time to put your thumb on your screen and exit the app and go on a completely different app because I know that is very challenging. <laughs> I, I do that whenever I see a new homework assignment was posted. <laughs> but, but nah, but for real, nah, just go check me out. And uh, I guarantee you, no matter what type of music you like or hip-hop you like, you're going to fuck with me, no doubt. That's a fact. That's a fact. And um, you already know the vibes, man. Um, You can follow him. Again, all his information will be in the description below. You can follow us. Um, And you already know, man. It's your girl, V. Henny, man. We out. Rock out with your cocks out. Jam out with your clam out. You dig? The, 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 the artistry. Catches on YouTube, Facebook, or outlets. Follow us.